You are now listening to the Sports Bet Show podcast, brought to you by NYC Food and Travel. Follow the Sports Bet Show on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Bet Show for sports, news, predictions, and weekly betting picks for the common man. Let's go. All right, sports fans, welcome back and thank you for listening. This is the Sports Bet Show. As always, I am your co-host, Frankie Dees, joined by my brother from another mother, Josh. Josh, how are you doing today? Doing good, Frank. Getting really excited for some uh, November golf we got going on here. Oh, yeah. We got the Masters, and this is episode 10. Today is Tuesday, November 10th. This is the Sports Bet Show, the Masters special. With that said, folks, we got two super special guests on the line. We're bringing them back from episode four. It's our guy, Chris from Wisconsin. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Sup, 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 sup. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be back. I love it. And uh, as a reminder, we are on video. We're going to toss this up on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. We are at Sports Bet Show. It doesn't end there, folks. We've got another golf expert, a special guest, our friend, our Villanova grad, our co-host of our annual golf outing, our co-commissioner of sports in general, Uncle Mikey from Boston. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Thanks, gents. Uh, I'm pumped to be on the pod. I'm a huge fan. You guys are uh, you guys are crushing it. So uh, when it comes to golf, I mean, you guys got me um, in other areas of the uh, the sports world. But when it comes to golf, you guys know I love talking it, and uh, it's such a crazy time with the Masters in the fall. So I'm just pumped to be on the pod. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Awesome. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, Mike is actually the co-host of the Alternate Shot podcast. Uh, one of my favorite listens for golf in general. They go back and forth uh, just talking smack about golf. It's it's a really great listen. Go check it out, the Alternate Shot podcast. Uh, so I feel like we've got like the best squad on the phone today. Uh, I mean, I feel really good. I actually wasn't feeling good yesterday. Josh, you know why, man. Frank, I'm, you know, and I feel like we need to create some sort of mechanism for us to not screw ourselves each week when it comes to football. Like you, <laughs> when you say I'm going to bet on the Jets, I need to say, Frank, you know, you got to walk away. And when I say I'm going to live bet the Giants, you know, because Daniel Jones is going to score a touchdown and score 20, you know, get 23 yards, which he didn't get either of them. Um, you know, we got to stop each other. You know, it, it was just a dumpster fire last night Ugh, oh. at the end. So we're referring to Monday Night Football. Uh, originally, uh, episode episode nine, Josh and I said we weren't even going to comment on it. We actually uh, we had a pretty decent uh, week nine of the NFL season. We called the Panthers to cover. Uh, that was an awesome game. Uh, Chiefs just uh, just just took it in the last couple minutes. There, we also uh, we missed our Chargers pick. I actually don't feel bad about that pick because uh, I think a lot of the world. Uh, missed that one. What was our What was our other big cover there, Josh? Um, the um, the Dallas cover. Oh yeah, the one that we started yeah. cracking up about. Jesus, we called the Dallas game fourteen and a half point cover. Uh, I laughed that one right to the bank, man. That was awesome. Uh, is, it, is it possible that Garrett Gilbert made himself like fifty million dollars on Sunday by yeah, being I mean, basically I, playing well enough to be like a career backup now? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Especially on that team. 
Yeah. No, absolutely. And we had talked last week about this. Like that team, that Dallas team has some good pieces. They just need somebody who can kind of be a decent quarterback. They had like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he could be a guy that, you know, is, like you said, a career backup, a guy that can step in and just sling the ball, you know, the pride yeah. of JMU Ben DiNucci wasn't doing it for you. The Nooch. The Nooch. <laughs> uh, and it's funny cause Mike's Mike's on the podcast today. Mike's a huge uh, uh, new England Patriots fan, long live diehard. I'm a huge long live, long live diehard Jets fan. So we always go back and back and forth with Chris and uh, that, that game lost out to be better than folks had expected uh, a lot more points on the board they crushed the over uh and then of course i text josh i'm like dude i'm gonna lie i'm gonna live money line bet the jets i i feel really good and he's like dude don't do it and i didn't even text chris because i was like chris is gonna talk me out of it uh, i, I can't even I for sure what a hedge this game so you know what i was like i'm betting these guys live and i got them at plus 172 they opened at plus 350 so I got them at plus 172 after like maybe 10 minutes into the game. They had scored that touchdown. Joe Flacco was slinging the ball around the field like the old Joe Flacco. Of the, uh, and Yeah, throwing bombs. And so I'm like, wow, I feel really good. Josh goes to bed. I'm up like it's absolutely pitch black in my apartment. And all of a sudden I text Josh at 11.15 and I'm like, just fire everyone on the team like everybody sucks Every, like i just they lose with literally one second to go it's just classic jets uh but what i told my brother was now i just really hope they go own 16 like we talked about in episode four fire everybody on the payroll and just start over fire me as a fan like please i'm begging you at this point <laughs> put me out of my misery frank do you know right. what they did to us last night they took us and they were like, come on, what are you doing? You don't want to win this game. Like, they got you mad that they were being competitive and possibly ruining the yes. draft position. And then they played well enough for long enough that you actually started to be emotionally committed to the probable win right. and then right. ripped it from you at the last second. So in the end, I think the outcome was right, but you had to be dragged on this just sort of emotional suck fest in the process. In Chris, welcome to my entire season so far as a Giants fan. That's exactly what they've done. They pulled off this week. But you, I did not. I had zero confidence in them going through. It was the same thing. You get this emotional investment, and then they screw you at the end. So, hey, yeah. you're talking well, about division contender, New York Giants, though. Okay, so <laughs> uh, there's still hope for you yet. Oh, I love. Oh, it. Yeah, we're talking about the hopeful 0 and 16 Jets. Yeah. True. Oh man, we're gonna come back with Week 10 of the NFL season. I think we might have another special guest on the line to talk about. Uh, Prop bets for divisional winners. That'll be a really good one. So tune tune into that. Jeez, I can't talk tonight. Um, let's talk the Masters in November. I think, uh, you know, I'll give my take and then I definitely want to hear from you boys. This is just like a crazy, uh, in, in true 2020 fashion, we have the Masters in November. Uh, it's a gift. It's honestly a gift because it's freaking cold outside it's dark outside and all i want to do is watch the masters on about 17 tvs this weekend and we can do that because you know i was on instagram earlier and i was looking at like the masters whoever runs their social media their online streaming their just branding in general they deserve a billion dollars because the masters is one of those tournaments like the other uh you know majors where you can stream every single angle of the course <coughs> they toss out amazing Instagram coverage. 
Uh, the, there's the Masters app that you guys can follow in, and it's just it's just a full primetime convenient experience if you want to put the Masters on like 17 TVs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this year is no difference with this year is the elements. We've got a course that it may or may not be in the same shape. We've got different weather. We've got leaves on the tee boxes, folks. We've never seen that in our 30-something years of life. Uh, we've got a tournament that is as reliable. It's like the Samsung TV of, of tournaments, right? You're getting a quality product at a high price uh, that's pretty exclusive, and your wife gets a little too mad if you watch it too often, right? So uh, this year, it's just going to be a little bit different. I, I, want, I want to go around the horn and just see how you guys are feeling. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a huge tip of the cap to, um, you know, to the members at Augusta National who it's it's interesting, like you think they're able to pull off this multi-billion dollar events and they do it better than the networks can. And they do it as, you know, a membership of just individuals who come together. They all have responsibilities. Um, so the chairman, Fred Ridley, uh, who, is, who has taken... Um, over you know, run, running uh, Augusta National has spearheaded this like massive initiative to really take the bull by the horns here and take it to the next level. They've always taken this tournament uh, and continually improved on it. But um, I agree with you, Frank. It's, it's really now like the model of what a modern uh, sports event can be with its completely full integration in with social media and then streaming. Um, you know, we, we always joke uh, as pals when we're watching golf um, how hard it is to watch, especially during the week. Um, the Masters has completely done away with any barrier um, to entry to watching watching the event, which, you know, in, in COVID has, has paid off as a massive investment, right? Because even though we're not going to have um, the same roars on Sunday, you know, minus the patrons, what they're going to be able to do is deliver a viewing experience that's incredibly intimate because they've, you know, they've invested in that. So I actually, I yeah. can't wait to see what they're doing. I know there's some things um, that they're going to try to do differently this year um, to enhance that viewing experience, understanding it's going to be a little different, but it's just amazing after all the, the chaos and craziness of 2020 that we were able to not lose the masters, which to me is the best, uh, you know, the best golf event but for me it's my favorite sporting event uh in the world so i'm psyched of the of the year of the whole year yeah and it's amazing let me ask you guys a question has anybody on this call been to the masters i have never been to the masters i've been to augusta but i've never been to the masters and i've I've, all right well it's on my list i would love to go so so badly that's the podcast folks thanks for listening (laughs) funny enough funny enough right guy uh I turned down uh, an invite to a practice round when it was supposed to be in April um, earlier this year and, you know, before COVID. uh, And it was like one of the the hardest decisions I've ever made to turn to turn to turn down the ability to go. Um, Won't won't get into why it didn't work out. However, um, you know, obviously, since COVID hit, I, I think about like the massive disappointment I was spared. You know, we all have. I think several mutual friends, even from within our friend group in the, the golf tournament yeah. that Mike, yeah. you know, Mike runs that, that we're supposed to go this year. And you're talking about like massive disappointment for a life, life, you know, lifelong right. dream. Um, one thing that's, I think, super cool that's coming out of this, though, is now we get two masters in <laughs> less than six months. Quick period. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. if there's any if there's any covid consolation that we're all going to get, uh, it's that we get to do this and then, you know, just a couple of snow flurries away we get to do it again so 
uh, very It's exciting. also like, uh, I saw something on Instagram today. It's like, do you guys realize that Tiger Woods has been a Masters champion for like 19 months? <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's... That's, That's right. pretty cool. I love that. I love that. I love the pictures of him. Uh, there was a good graphic. I think I tossed it up on uh, Instagram at Sports Bet Show. You love that shameless plug there, boys. Uh, I tossed it up, and it was uh, a, a caricature of uh, Tiger in the Sunday red with the with the uh, glove in his back pocket, and he's carrying a bag walking down Magnolia Lane, and it just has all the years that he's won the Masters, mm-hmm. and it's like it really puts it into perspective. Like this guy, besides Jack Nicholas. Obviously, won it six times. Uh, he was the goat back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiger has just really, uh, you know, dominated that course over the years. And having it, him win last year, like I, I kind of like COVID has consumed my brain so much. I kind of forgot until I saw that photo. Like yeah. it was a crazy year last year too. Yeah, and it's what's crazy about Tiger is um, he was the one that really started this whole. Um, overpowering the golf course trend that we see in all of the modern players, right? And one of the things we're going to talk about today a little bit is, or I'll talk about it's just just Bryson and some of the things he's doing and planning to do with respect to his length and power. But what's crazy is the guy who started that trend in 1990, really six, but seven is when he won it by, you know, it 60 yards past everyone in the field is the defending champion this year against all of these modern players who are, you know, essentially half his age, which is unbelievable to me that this guy has performed at that level at the absolute pinnacle and peak of his sport for so long. It's just we are witnessing something um, incredibly special. So no matter where he ends up this week, um, just the fact that he's the defending champion uh, at Augusta is something that I have to keep. As you said, I have to keep reminding myself that that's the case. So before we get it, before we get into the picks, what is it like overall? What is everybody expecting out of Tiger this week? It's hard to say. I, I mean, what, what do you guys think? Because, you know, he's one of these guys who numbers are really hard to use with Tiger. Like other players, you can look at their performance, where they do well, what type of conditions they play well in, and then where they're trending like in their year. But Tiger, I guess you could say about all the great players, not to bring Brady up, but let's bring Brady up. Like when the game... When the game matters more, right, than maybe a regular season game against the Dolphins, like (laughs) it matters in the playoffs. And so Tiger has this ability to elevate himself when it matters. So even though he hasn't really played super great, I mean, he was sort of in the same position last year and he wins the damn thing. So, well, one of the things, too, Chris, that I like you, you mentioned, and you know, I was thinking where it's really hard to sort of see where anybody's I mean yeah you, you, like Bryson and all that but like Tiger especially there's no real trend line right now because you sort of haven't had much golf since right. August September and now I mean yeah there's been tournaments and some people have played some people have but like you don't really know all right is he in shape is he you know does he have a back thing going on right now like is he just gonna go gangbusters right out but you know I think he's like he's a really hard one to predict too especially because you have to see some sort of trend line with him I totally agree yeah as a yeah. Tiger fanboy, I'm not <laughs> expecting a great show from him this week. But I'm also like, I've also wondered if like I've almost like reverse jinxed it into then right. because I'm really not expecting it. Like maybe Tiger gives me a magical weekend. I think for a guy with back issues, if it's going to be a little cold and wet, like that's literally the worst news possible. Um, yep. And then, you know, the fact that regardless of whether all indications are that the course is going to play, the the fairways are going to play slower 
um, than, than much more slower than normal, it means he's going to need his driver. And that's been, you know, wildly, wildly inconsistent, you know, right. in, in the COVID era of golf for him. Um, it it make, makes, 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 me, makes me think that maybe he, uh, you know, might just be better off gearing up for the spring masters and regaining the, regaining the crown in the spring. Yeah, I agree. And I think, uh, you know, I would love for the universe to gift us another miraculous finish. Like the, like Mikey said before, there's just nothing better than watching the masters, hearing that music. And like, I, I rewatched, uh, when, when Tiger won it in 19 and the first thing he does is his son uh, runs up to him and gives him the giant hug. And then he goes and, and he hugs his mother. And then they do the flashback of like when he won it in 97, he hugs his dad. And I'm like, Every single time I watch that, I just get crazy chills in the whole body. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be on that level of golf. I'll never be on that level of any sport. And I just can't even imagine what that feels like. And honestly, I'm almost rooting against Tiger this year, although I'm a huge Tiger fanboy as well. I don't want him to win without patrons there. Right. I yeah. want that crazy, loud, miraculous moment where he walks off the course and, you know, it's just like that that killer family moment where he you can almost see he's brought to tears because it's just like i did it and so for yeah. that i'm kind of rooting against him this year only because i would rather him do it in the april one like you said chris how do you think the whole lack of patrons is gonna affect this because it's true that it's been odd uh watching the tour uh without without fans but Masters has such an intimate relationship with them. They're so close. Um, and then the way that like Amen Corner is configured, um, it kind of echoes. It makes it louder. It's in this like slight valley down below and it kind of roars up the hill up 18. Um, and I, do you think it's going to be weird? Like I know the NFL's tried to pump sound in occasionally. The networks are kind of balancing this, but I, I'm like, I know what I think I expect, but I, I don't know how I'll feel until I, I see that first round. I don't think the, I don't, I, you know, I really, I, I, I don't think we'll notice a ton at home. I really don't. I think obviously you'll be missing the occasional roar. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was going through my picks, I, I sort of bucketed them, bucketed them out into three categories. And one of the categories I affectionately referred to as the mental midget category, uh, two players, <laughs> Mental, mental, small people. Sorry, uh, uh, I could probably guess who they were. It was Bubba and John Rom. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Bryson. No, uh, no, he, no. He's no, the opposite. No, I, yeah, I think I think Bubba and John Rom. I mean, Bubba. This is like not a a very novel concept. I think if you were to Google this, you would see a lot of pundits or talking heads talking about this. But Bubba, as a temperamental player and past champion has to be the single biggest advantage anybody can take from their not being fans. And right now his odds are right around plus 3,000. So it's like, it's a pretty solid value pick if you think about it. And then John Rahm, not as much of a value pick at, at plus 1,000. He's like, you know, one of, the, um, one of the favorites. He's sort of in that top tier of, of possible favorites. Playing really well, sort of. I see that clip from today, sort of the, the who's a what's it skipping across water ace. Uh, Oh, was, uh, was it on 16, right? Yeah, yeah it's Rom. 16. So, I, so, Mike, to your question, like those two guys stick out as like, I, I don't think the viewer at home is going to be terrible. I think we're just going to be so happy to have the Masters in November. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe it's the occasion all. But I, I think those two guys, it'll be interesting to see, are they able to just sort of stud out because they don't have to worry about people chirping them all day. Right. 
And I would say too, like it, with respect to the Masters versus like let's say a U.S. Open, like a U.S. Open that's held at uh, like famously at Bethpage, where the crowd was like actively heckling players that they didn't like, uh, and really like playing in you know an active role in in the outcome of the event. And those mentally str- stronger players did better, and the ones who couldn't handle it struggled. Um, I agree. Maybe maybe less so at the Masters because they're typically better behaved. But you're right. When 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 you're in contention. And you hear a massive roar, and you just you know something bad has happened, and then to to your chances, right? So now you got to go out there and execute the shot. Without that, you just don't look at the leaderboards, and you kind of stay inside your head. So I agree. Uh, those guys who struggle with uh, keeping their head on head on their shoulders down the stretch, like I'm thinking of DJ, for example. You know, it's hard to say that about him. He's so good, but he has had pretty prominent falls um, on the second nine on Sunday to you know, to miss an opportunity to win majors. And so, you know, if he's just able to kind of go inside of his own brain and just execute, um, again, he may also have, um, you know, a a better utilization of this new normal that we're living through. Yeah, so, I mean, with that, I know, Frankie, we wanted to talk about, like, maybe the different betting styles and whatnot. Um, You know, one of the things to keep an eye on for me is, like, I don't know about you guys, but I like to sort of separate my bench of of players, like who are guys that I just like in general. So Mm -hmm. sort of a, you know, list of maybe 10 to 12 guys, you know, pick a few that you like overall, but then it really depends on what betting service you're using, what app, or or if you're in a a state where it maybe isn't legal yet, maybe you have a bookie or something (laughs) offshore, uh, uh, you know, hypothetically, hypothetically, of course, hypothetically, Uh, of course, of course. and then, and then you, I, for me, I, you know, you take that bench of, of guys, the roster that you just pulled out, and then you look at some of the head-to-head matchups that might be available for the week, uh, for the weekend of one player versus the other in cumulative score, um, and you just try and try and find value there. So that's kind of how I'm going about it. I think also the other thing I would add is like the the principle, the philosophy I'm going with, and and Mike, I'm curious in your take on this, but I think fairways are going to play way shorter um or 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 way softer so there you you know you have to be at least a medium hitter to compete this weekend like i don't think you're going to be seeing much from the shorter hitters because if you have carry long irons into the greens the greens are still playing super firm obviously that benefits the long hitters i don't know if i'm buying the hype on you know quote unquote bryson breaking augusta um maybe maybe not but i think but i think overall your medium and long hitters are absolutely going to have the advantage this weekend um, Bryson breaking Augusta. Did you see? Uh, there was an article today, and it was like, "Has Augusta been planting more trees in order to break Bryson right back?" And yeah. it's like all these com- all this commentary, and it's like, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of urban legends about what they do there. I've heard one that I have no idea if it's true or not, but I've heard that on 13, um, in the part five, uh, last one on name and corner. Uh, it's a massive dog like left. And that's the one where Bryson's planning to drive it into the 14th fairway, which is an absolute, I mean, missile from where they approach all the way back. A missile and a it's travesty. A it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a shoulder mounted rocket launcher to do that because it's <laughs> it's so far um, and you have to elevate the ball, too, because there's trees. Well, I heard I'm not sure if this is true that Augusta actually. It sounds so crazy, but knowing them, it, it might be true. They actually have a, a rope on a pulley that lifts some of the branches back and out of the way. And they kind of lash them up there and they, they leave it for the practice rounds. But then on, in competition on 
Thursday, they let, they get rid of that rope. And now all of a sudden, these these branches that weren't there before are now there. Just trying to, oh. I don't know if it's mentally to mess with them, but I hope that's true because that's some like absolute legendary stuff next level. going on. Yeah. That's but, like some secret uh, society. I, don't know that you I would not put it past right. them there at all. No, not at all. The place is magical, literally. It I really mean, I was looking at uh, different different bets and different ways to play. I mean, there's unlike like a hockey game, a football game, a baseball game where it's like one event. Yeah, you can live bet it over like three, four hours. We, the boys are talking like this is a four day live right. betting event. And it's not only live betting for four days. It's it's four full days. Right. And so I, I would just if I was a betting man and, and I am, uh, I would look at like the prop bets where you get a little bit of value that are might be a little bit more predictable like dj i'm looking at the stats here right it's he's uh just to finish in the top 10 plus 110 dj has finished in the top 10 uh let's see he's been a top 10 in six of his last 10 majors i would take that bet right you're getting pretty yeah. good juice on it. Uh, DJ's a consistent player. I think that he's one of those that, with fans or without fans, I don't think it really matters. Um, there's also, like, top five bets, Tony Finau, plus 550. The guy's always in the top ten. Uh, top former winner. I really like this one. Although I fucking hate the guy. Patrick Reed, plus 470 <laughs> as a top former winner. The guy can win it again. He's a great player. Uh, so I think like for me, I'm going to stay away from just betting like outright winner, right? Like Justin Thomas is probably the best outright winner bet at plus 1300. I mean, I think that's great value. Uh, I'm also a JT fan. I'm also a JT Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth fanboy of the group. They posted that picture. I think it was on Ricky's Instagram, uh, yesterday yeah. and it's Ricky JT Jordan and Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland looks like he lost like a thousand pounds. I guess he's just not eating during COVID. And all the comments are like, oh, Smiley Kaufman got replaced. And then somebody like photoshopped Smiley Kaufman's face onto the bridge. <laughs> and I just started cracking up. So uh, I think like instead of just picking out a winner, top fives or top tens, I might go with these with these cool prop bets before the uh, the round starts on Thursday and see what kind of value I can pick up live. Totally. I think that's 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 a great way to, to think about it. Um, the problem with the Masters in, in recent years is it's become slightly more predictable just because they've had weather, weather patterns come in where it's just favored the, 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 the types of players you've seen win it. Um, with respect to, you know, what Chris was saying, yeah, like the the problem with the fall down south, right, is there's a reason they shut this golf course down in the, in the warmer weather months. Um, it gets really hot. The grass that they have down there isn't really meant to be played on under super heavy heat conditions. You guys have both been down to, um, and Josh, I don't know if you have, but down in North Carolina, certain in the peak of the summer, certain types of grass just doesn't, it doesn't grow. It doesn't work. It'll die under yeah. pressure. And so what they do at Augusta is they just they shut the golf course down to keep it in perfect condition. And they... They bring it back in sort of the, win the, the corner seasons and get it ready for the, for the tournament. What's going to be interesting is to see how this golf course performs this time of year. Um, you would expect it to be slower um, and more receptive to golf shots. They famously like really want that golf course super hard, which is really one of the only defenses. It does have tons of undulation, but if it gets soft, which we've seen um, in really wet masters in the past, 
um, it just it allows these power guys to just bomb and gouge the golf course. And so if, if yeah. the rain shows up like they think, you know, that Bryson bet, even though it's not paying a ton, it might be it might be interesting. You know, he if he can keep the ball in play, will have a will have a massive advantage. He hits it 40 yards farther than anyone else on tour right now. Um, so and he's a good putter. So it's hard to predict because you got to look closely at the weather. But there's also I haven't seen I don't have the numbers in front of me. But there's missed the cut prop bet. Which is I like love insane, that one. right? And I love that too because if it just it's worth just throwing a rider out on that because if his plan backfires, um, which it could, it, it should backfire spectacularly just because how committed he is to this. And I will say something interesting, and I'm not sure if you guys know, but how analytical and crazy this guy is about um, the the absolute micro level detail. He always carries one of those. Um, uh, it's a it's a it's a topographical laser scan view of greens and it's down to the, the, the degree. Um, and he uses it to read putts. Well, the competition committee at Augusta national banned its use for this year. So he's not going to be able to have access to this tool that has become a major part of his game. And at Augusta, I even though he's a that. good putter, I love that. Uh, he gets Inside in his own head culture. sometimes. Right. So, it's an inter- it makes that bet a little more interesting to me because he's now minus one weapon. Now, if he chooses to go with the 40, I think it's the 48-inch driver, which is the maximum length the USGA allows. Um, which he still hasn't confirmed using it or not. He's now full committed to this approach, which is I'm going to hit the ball as far as I physically can and then hope I'm close enough to whatever target I need to be um, to make as many birdies as possible. So... There's a huge risk reward there, um, which makes this more a more interesting bet than say like if it was DJ or if it was you know JT. So, so Bryson to miss really the cut, Mikey. Player. Yeah, what's, Bryson what's it at? to miss the cut plus five fifty. See, you gotta throw <laughs> totally something worth on it. that. Yeah, right? exactly. Why not? Right? Why, Why not? not? I love that bet. On. I love right? that bet. Yeah, Mike. Let me ask uh, you a question. So, sure. Sorry, right? Yeah. No. So. In doing my research now, I mean, we, we've all agree that um, with weather and the time of year that the long ball hitters are definitely going to have an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, as an average golfer, I had to do a little research on this, okay? So <laughs> Frank knows. Challenge golfer might You're be You're being modest, Josh. You just have a <laughs> baby dick slice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm on the Bubba train this week. But we'll talk about that in a second. But um, no, I mean, one thing I noticed is that especially at Augusta, um, strokes gained on approach is like really 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 something to look at um just because of the greens and how firm they are um so i'm looking at a guy i mean i'm looking at outright winners at this point but i'm looking at a guy like tony finau mm-hmm. who is sort of top 15 in driving yards top 20 in strokes gained on approach to sort of like take both of those good pieces and put them there i mean if you look at bryson let's talk about bryson and i am not on the bryson train um, his strokes gained on approach in the 2020 season, he was 119th on tour. That's yeah. not something that he's good at. So yeah, you can hit the ball far, but then, you know, yeah, he's not, he's not getting it there. So it's, it's so important. And the reason it's so important, we'll have to look at what the green speeds are at Augusta. If they are rolling the way they want them to roll. I mean, look, yeah. look right up until if you right before you make your bets, check the latest update on the course conditions at Augusta National, because if they're firm and they're fast, then that strokes gain through the through the green is going to be so important because there are parts of these greens. If you if you hit it to them, even if you hit the green, it is unlikely that you're going to uh, let alone make the putt, but but to putt from there. And that's why 
length is such an advantage because you just have less club into these greens. And so as good sure. as these guys are, they use that, that advantage. So they can spin and check and stop the ball. If it is, um, if it's wet and soft, that stat is less important to these guys uh, because you can hit it further away uh, and, and the ball presumably will not roll. It will not be as difficult to, uh, you know, to prevent that, those larger numbers. I think but, the uh, I think the universe is listening. Bryson DeChambeau is now the outright favorite at plus eight hundred. Uh, so he has moved in front of DJ John Rom and Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy for the outright favorite. So uh, <laughs> that's just hilarious. No value. I think a lot of that's that's hype. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I, I don't think he's the favorite in the field. I mean, certainly he's he's. He's mastered the social media aspect of this and getting everybody talking about his latest TrackMan numbers and everything else. But, um, I mean, I mean, yes, at Wingfoot, it was really special to watch that. So to do that twice while continually tinkering with his game, it would be unbelievable. But it's it's really hard to win at the modern Augusta by trying to physically overpower it. You see that with a guy like Brooks Kepka, right, who has been able to easily do that at uh, U.S. Opens and PGA Championships, but has struggled to do that at, at Augusta National. Um, you see that with a guy like uh, Dustin Johnson, right, who, despite all of his physical abilities and advantages, um, not that he struggled at Augusta, he's had some great finishes, but, you know, you would expect a guy like that to absolutely destroy a place that's so easily overpowered, you know. So we'll see if it pays off. I, I worry, um, as Josh pointed out about Bryson's ability to hit the ball very close to the hole. Hopefully it's far enough, but let's say he misses one or two of those and he makes bogeys. Um, you got to make birdies at Augusta. It's not like the U S open where you're trying to avoid bogeys and make a ton of pars. This is a golf course in a tournament that you need to make a ton of birdies to win. And so his strategy is either going to work or it's not going to work. And so if it works, he's going to be in contention on Sunday. No question about it. But if it doesn't, I mean, he could, he could struggle. Um, Speaking, have to speaking, of, uh, speaking of Dustin Johnson and social media, I just want to play this clip. I thought this was so hilarious today. Uh, if you guys didn't see it, it was on the Masters account. This is how simpleton of a man Dustin Johnson is, right? Listen. My, my favorite thing about the Masters is, uh, is the sandwiches. <laughs> the announcer like laughs at him and he's like, what sandwich is your favorite? That like, uh, yeah, that's like a lazy <laughs> SNL sketch version of him, but it's unfortunately it's real. Like, <laughs> but that's like his that. actual human being of a man. That's who he is. Like, he wasn't making that up. He actually, his favorite part of the Masters is the fucking sandwiches. It probably oh is. Yeah. You can order those on the internet now. They, did you see that they, uh, Fanatics website? You can order like a hundred and fifty dollar master's food care package with like a bunch of the sandwiches and some of the goodies oh, from the concession there unreal i did not know that wow that's great i uh, i'm sitting here and i got my master's hat right uh and for folks out there who don't know you can't get merchandise from the masters unless you go there and so right. uh, i told the story i was out in arizona uh, last week and I, I just I did a five round golf trip and I was at Saddlebrook Ranch and I pull up and I join my threesome and there's this older gentleman there and he's got a master's bucket hat on so immediately I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna jive with this guy I'm like hey man uh, when did you go and he knew exactly what I was talking about right and he's like oh 10 years back uh, my, he's like funny story. Cause I asked him, I'm like, Oh, do you have a connection? I said, you know, every year I open the email where the lottery for masters tickets come out. And then every year I get hyped up 
And then every year I'm just as disappointed. And, and he was joking around and he's like, yeah, I got to admit, I actually had a, had a hookup. My daughter, my daughter-in-law is Charlie Hoffman's brother's wife. And I was like, what? Wow. So uh, yeah, yeah, he had the ultimate hookup and he's like, he's like the experience at the masters is everything it it's hyped up to be. He's like, and, and more, it's truly magical. And so, uh, Obviously, I talked to this guy for the whole time about the Masters, but just a funny story there. Mikey, I know you need to go soon. Uh, yes. Why don't you give us our last takes, my man? Sure. So I will, I'll just summarize sort of what, just in the way that Chris was saying, my idea of, you know, if you were to get, look at picks and pre predict what's going to happen. Um, I think Tiger, 35 to 1 or whatever it is right now, again, that's sort of hype and nostalgia. We all want him to win, but realistically, Tiger... I don't think he's going to be able to compete with some of the, the front runners. My, my, my guess is our initial pro projections hold true. The long ball hitter will have the advantage. Um, Bryson, if his theory works, will be in contention on Sunday. Which, But, but given that he's the, the, the odds-on favorite right now, I don't like that bet. I don't think the return is really worth it at this point. So if you look further down, like where, where's possibly some value for you. I think Justin Thomas is really interesting. He has never really succeeded in, in achieving what he is clearly capable of in other majors at Augusta. I think he's never had a top 10, um, even though he's number three in the world. It's like it doesn't exist at Augusta. But he's an incredibly good wedge player, and he does have the length to hang in there. So under these softer conditions where birdies are going to come, um, I think, a little bit easier for certain types of players, I think he fits into that category. Um, and you know, he, I think I saw, I don't know if it was ESPN pointed it out. They said, you know, all, I think it was, uh, 10 of his 13 tour wins have all happened after August 1st, which is interesting. I don't really put any stock in that, but you know, it, it could play out. I think, I think JT is, is a good pickup. Um, DJ again, better value than DeChambeau. I think a more reliable player and a better safer bet, but again, the payoff's really not going to be huge, uh, but you got to have him in at least your top definitely top 10 i would say top five uh lock for dj this week um rom same thing more value there he's like a spanish angry version of dj uh and so as chris <laughs> as chris pointed out without the crowds and a little fatter the, exactly without the you know the roars coming up without the constant distractions that may come with um you know a more normal setup he can kind of stick to his game and crush so if you're torn between those two guys i mean I don't know. Rom, Rom may be the better payout there. Um, and then if you're talking about like some, some more sleeper picks, uh, my man, Matt Wolf, Matt Wolf is just absolutely crushing this year. He's the guy, if you just don't Long know, he has this crazy weird swing with this hitch thing. Looks like he, you know, a guy you'd see at the Muni, um, but he's unbelievably talented. He has, he's a top 10 on tour uh, in driving distance. So he's obviously going to be in the hunt there with respect to not, you're not being too much of a uh, disadvantage than his, um, you know, than the other guys we mentioned. Um, even though it's his first start at Augusta, um, you know, he was top five at both majors this year. So I think Wolf 33 to one, um, that was the last time I looked at it. It could have changed. Uh, you got to throw some action on him. 38. There you go. Even better. So oh, yeah, I, I think that. that's it. It's going to be super fun. It's a, I think for all of us, uh, sports fans in general, but especially, you know, true golf fans having this in 2020 is going to be an incredibly cathartic and therapeutic experience, I think. Um, and you know, it's going to be some great golf. I love it, man. Mikey, 
Thank you so much for joining us. Boy, That's Uncle you. Mikey. He is the uh, the co-host of the Alternate Shot podcast. Mike, I, uh, I'm predicting this is not going to be your first appearance on the Sports Bet Show, my man. Hope to come back, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, you guys are crushing it, man. I listen to every episode. So uh, I'm excited Cheers, to see brother. where you take it from here. All right, guys. All right, care. man. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for joining. Uh, we're going to turn it over to Uncle Chrissy, uh, our boy Chris from Wisconsin. I know he's got some picks. Chris, what are you thinking, man? All right. So just to break down the betting strategy here for me this weekend, and I sort of alluded to it a little bit earlier, I think if you're if you're into the chalk picks, you know, the, some of the studs at the top, top 10 in the world, I think the strategy has to be JT, DJ, and Rory are sort of my three guys from that top chalk group. Maybe throw in Rom there too because of the sort of mental uh, advantage he might have with the, the, the crowd. And then, as I said, you're looking for good value bets against, you know, in the head-to-head matchups, depending on what your betting service or bookie allows. Um, you're looking for those four guys in a good head-to-head matchup against anybody that's outside of the top 30th percentile in driving distance. So oh, I love inc- that strategy. Incredibly specific. That's If you want to go analytical and you want to find the most value with the guys that are running chalk, I think that's the way to go. If you want one guy among those, I like JT, specifically with a little bit of extra value. Um, payouts circling right around 12 to 1 right now, so you're getting a little bit of extra value. He was definitely in the conversation for player of the year. Um, so, And, and I'm, honestly, I'm just a fan of the guy. So I, I, I have to pick from that chalk group. I'm going with him. Now, just like the same reason that you all know me, because – it's nice to have a guy, right? Sometimes it's just good to have a guy. Well, I got to tell you guys I about love my, the <laughs> I got to tell you guys about my guy when it comes to golf. Our guy's uh, got a guy, Frank. Yeah, Our your guy, your guy, guy has, has a guy. A guy. Listen, oh so god, I, this is like guyception. It's like so the inception of, of guys. It, it's a guyception for sure. <laughs> so I could give you my personal picks, especially value picks. We're going not chalk here. We're not talking about any of the top 10 names that we've talked about yet but i go to my guy he also happens to be my lawyer okay so we trade he you know he's my lawyer he gives me he gives me golf picks he is a former division one golfer a finely tuned athlete his body is his temple his mind is who you're talking about (laughs) and uh i i i actually kid you not that every time i'm looking for golf picks he's my first stop and more often than not, he's right. Uh, his, his understanding of the field, his understanding of the courses and the conditions and how the field is going to play against that course in a given week is fantastic. Is he right all the time? Absolutely not. Nobody is because golf is sort of a hard thing to bet. But I put him up against any other guy that any of you can put forward. And as such, I'm going to relay to you some of the picks that he broke down for me that are just like, all right, I'm just going to throw money at these because it makes too much sense. The first one, uh, I'm going to save his, like, his, his pick to win outright for last. The first one is Paul Casey. So I feel like Paul Casey's been in the mm. conversation forever, right? The guy's been around forever. He always seems to be there in, in majors, particularly at the Masters, but he hasn't quite gotten over the hump. Right now he's going off at uh, plus 6,500. So 65 to 1. That's an incredible value pick for a guy that you know is going to end up in the top 20. So even if you just want to feel that lightning on Sunday to know that you have a 65 to 1 payout lurking as possible, I think it makes sense to throw a few shekels on Paul Casey outright to win. 
The other two guys are names you've seen on the leaderboard quite a bit this year. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, also at plus 6,500, and Patrick Cantlay at plus 2,500. Obviously, not quite as big of a payoff for Cantlay because he's really been more obviously lurking around leaderboards a lot this year. Uh, but he, I think he's also, are- Chris, not to cut you off, he's the favorited for top American right now, even without JT and all those other guys. So that's that's pretty interesting pick. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the pick to win from my guy out of left field of all the names we've talked about, his pick to win was Ty Hatton, Tyrell Hatton at plus 2,600. So I don't oh, ask questions. When my guy, I hate the guy. <laughs> when, but when my when my guy says he's got a pick outright to win, I'm going with it. So we're gonna we're gonna go on the record with uh, with Ty Hatton. But all those names I just mentioned, like I said earlier, building your roster of players that you want to go after, figuring out do you want to sprinkle a little bit across each of them to win outright, maybe get into a couple bets on the head-to-head matchups for the weekend. Um, but uh, just to recap all the names I've thrown at you, JT, uh, DJ, Rory, Rom, Ty Hatton, Matt, Fitzpa- Matt Fitzpatrick, Paul Casey, Patrick Cantlay, uh, and, then, and then Bubba, which we'll, we'll credit over to Josh because I know he's on the Bubba train as well. Um, so, that's, so that's sort of the roster that I'm looking at uh, when, I'm, when I'm looking at placing bets uh, and, the, and the, uh, the roster I'm carrying into the weekend. Worth, worth noting – I think Bryson is all is hype is a big hype machine right now. Not that the hype isn't warranted, like right, the guy just won the U.S. Open. He's been playing lights out. He's like taking the game by storm with this approach. But I think the lines are all skewed because of all this hype. And so, generally speaking, any bet involving Bryson, you're probably getting like terrible value. So if you care mm-hmm. about things like that, you probably just want to stay away from Bryson bets altogether. Um, and I, I throw that as a as a plug out there. Uh, to, to maybe stay away from those and consider going and finding your value elsewhere. I love it, Chris. I love it. Uh, I'm going to hand it to Josh, and then I'll give my strategy a little bit further, too. Josh, why do you like Bubba? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Bubba because we both have big dick slices. That's why. Um, but no. <laughs> I, thought, um, I thought you were going to cut it off at slices. Oh, wow. Right. Same. I, you've said that, you said that a couple times now, and I was just upset that the word slices followed after I love it. Um, No, so I I just feel like, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. I think Bubba, being a two-time winner here, not dealing with the crowds, of course he knows, of course he knows how to be successful in a tough, it's a tough course, and to know how to win there is a huge advantage. Um, I think, you know, plus at 30 to 1 right now, you know, it's a decent, you know, you're getting good value for that. Um, You know, I can see him definitely as someone who, um, sort of hangs around all weekend and then makes a good move over the weekend. Um, a couple other people I had talked about, like I'm looking at a Tony fee now. Um, I'm really starting to look at, I'm really focusing a lot on the, um, the driving and then the, um, you know, the strokes gained on the approach. Um, this guy also tied for fifth last year. Um, he was in, you know, he was up there last year. Um, so, you know, at 32 to one, another good value bet there. Um, as a guy who, you know, is probably going to be top 10, maybe top five this year, um, if not higher. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and then you look at a Justin Thomas, too, um, 14 to one right now. Um, he's a really good second shot golfer. Um, in three of the last five Masters, he has led the field in strokes gained on approach. So, again, that's going to be important. His issue is he just doesn't hit the ball as far as everybody else. So, 
if he can somehow figure out a way to just be really good on that second shot, getting into the green. Um, you know, he could be a guy in the top 10, maybe top five as well. Um, we Which haven't really usually talked- is. Yeah. JT smokes his uh, his three wood and his like yeah. I don't know if it's like a two iron or three iron, but better than most people. So that's something to consider. Yeah, I was surprised to learn that he was you know in the hundred you know hundred eighth in driving distance on tour. Um, just he he hits it about three hundred yards, which I any of us would love to hit on a regular basis. Um, but you know it just doesn't doesn't cut the mustard. Um, you know when Bryson DeChambeau is in at three forty four. JT's also a sneaky pick this week for best wardrobe. I feel like uh, if anybody that comes to mind for best outfit for a for a, a leafy fall masters, it's JT with his his cute little sweater combos, right? So it's uh, yeah, polo polo, right? Ralph Lauren. He yeah, he's, uh, he's a Ralph Lauren guy. Yeah. Um, and real quick, Frank, and then I'll I'll uh, I definitely want to hear your picks. Is a couple other things that are, are fun bets to have, just so you have something to either win or lose each day is round leaders. Um, first round, second round, all that. Um, they're even harder to predict, but I feel like if you look at the value on some of them, um, somebody like Brooks Kepka, who was tied for first last year, he's a 20 to one right now. Um, I'm going to get chastised for saying this, but at the value bet, it might be worth throwing a couple bucks down. Jordan Spieth has won and done well at this, at this, uh, on this thing, on this, uh, on the, and the masters. And he's thirty-four to one to lead. You know the first round right now. Five bucks here or there, like you know, it's a good value bet just to see. Maybe he just goes gangbusters on one day. You know he's not going to win, but you know, you know, as a value bet, you know, it might be something interesting to look at. I love it. Uh, I was actually going to lead off with Jordan Spieth leader after first round. That is one of the bets I'm going to make. I think oh, Spieth. Ooh. I, look, look, I've always. Ooh, it just got chilly in here. I, uh, I've always been a Spieth fan. I know a lot of people either love him or hate him. Uh, and I, but like I, I've always been really into golf. But I started like getting back really into golf. You know when uh, when Spieth uh, came out of nowhere in that 2015 season, uh, it was just like one of those Tiger esque and not comparing him to Tiger Woods whatsoever, but Tiger esque seasons where the kid was just so on fire. And I think. Over the past now, like three or four years, he's seriously struggled. But like the kid can still play, right? And this is a course that he knows very well. It's a course that he's won on. Uh, he never really does that poorly. Uh, and I think this is just one of those universe is speaking to me picks. I like Jordan Spieth to come out gangbusters in round one. Uh, but I don't think that he's going to win. I'm looking at FanDuel, and again, we we use FanDuel because we're in PA in New Jersey. Um, there's a there's a thing called betting without. Uh, so you can bet outright winners without the folks like Bryson, Dustin Johnson, Rory, John Rom, Xander, and JT. So FanDuel like takes the favorites out of it and then gives you better odds on guys like Kepka, Cantlay, Bubba, you know, Hideki. Uh, so that's a kind of a cool, cool angle for just outright winner. Uh, I love to make the cut and miss the cut. I'm definitely going to put some money on to make the cut. And I'm definitely going to bet that Bryson to miss the cut because that would just be like an epic 2020 uh, disaster. And then uh, there's actually this thing called group betting. 
So if you want to like, obviously there's so many guys in the field. If you don't know that much about golf, if you, if you don't want to just pick the favorite, the, uh, some of the books will break it down. Like a group a betting will be, uh, Bryson, John Rom, DJ and Rory. So then you're really only betting like, what are the odds of the person to win in that bet? So in that first group, like Bryson's plus 20, uh, 220, DJ's plus 250. So lower juice, but like, you're only narrowing it down to four guys. You, you literally have a 25% chance of winning, right? So I think if you sprinkle some of those and they group, they do like group A, B, C, D, all the way to whatever, um, that might not be a bad strategy if you have if you have no idea who to pick after round one, leader, outright, miss the cut, make the cut. So uh, for me, I'm definitely going to be laying down prop bets. I probably will lay like some small, some as, as Chris said, shekels uh, down on outright winners. But I don't think that like, I don't think that unless you have a guy of a guy and you feel really good about it, or if you have some inside knowledge about like an injured player or somebody that's just going to go gangbusters, like uh, it's so hard. Betting golf is so hard, right? So yeah, uh, I know this is the sports bet show and we're supposed to be acting like we know what we're talking about, but uh, I think we do. And I, I think it's just, uh, attacking the different ways to bet the the matches and and the four days instead of just like oh I'm gonna bet Bryson straight up right tough though it's just such a tough sport to bet I mean there's no question about it and I think you know that's the thing is like if you just bet outright winners too your odds are you know there's a reason the payouts are so high but then you're also like are you really having that much fun all week you know yes it's great to watch golf but like as we're betting golf like having those day to day things. Um, or prop bets that you're watching throughout I the week. You know. The uh, you know, if you want to get real crazy this weekend, maybe you sprinkle a couple of bets out there before the tournament gets started. But if you're confident that you have access to a sports book where you're going to be able to get sort of live up to the minute options, sure. you're in for a wild Saturday and Sunday of college football <laughs> and NFL betting crossed mm-hmm. with up to the minute Masters betting. Uh, this this could be you know for the for the real serious golf fan, like this could be the best sports weekend of all time for them. Yeah, that's true. We've never really had a college football uh, NFL Masters weekend, have we? Like, I, I we, we no, have. never, yeah. never ever. Yeah. It's, it's like the the equinox that happened, you know, a month or two ago, where you had all four major sports, uh, all four major sports going, and the U.S. Open on the same weekend, and it was like, that's right. Oh man, this is like historically amazing for sports fans and gambling fans, and I think this weekend is going to be shaping up to be the exact same. Um, with a, a very full slate of college games, and selfishly, your boy from Wisconsin has Wisconsin playing football again this weekend. Oh, I yeah. love it. What are they ranked ten now, Chris? Is that it? I think thirteenth. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't know if they've released the final report on like who's playing and who's not playing specifically. So I think a lot rides on whether or not you actually are going to have Graham Mertz playing. Um, I think based on the 21 day, it was like less than likely. Um, they are playing uh, at Michigan, who has been uh, sort of a, a, a fluke, fake hype. Um, so Wisconsin should win that game if they can get some decent quarterback play, which is yet to be seen. Love that. So November shaping up to be quite the month for sports. Uh, we, I don't think the crowd has forgotten. We got college basketball hopefully starting up uh, soon, folks. So uh, something that I personally 
And I know, I know Uncle Chrissy really looks forward to being uh, Nova basketball fans. I actually looked at the CBS, and I don't want to get too excited, CBS uh, preseason poll, your boys, the Cats, Villanova, number three? I had them at number one. Weird. I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, I, uh, it, I think, uh, what is it, Gonzaga one, Baylor two, Nova three. And uh, highly likely that you're going to see a Nova Baylor matchup in the uh, in the opening season tournament that they're both playing yep. in uh, Thanksgiving weekend, I believe. So um, you're going to get an early test and likely a shot at number one for whichever whoever the victor of that game ends up being. For sure. So November, great month. Uh, we might come back uh, depending on how the Masters shapes up, boys. We might we might have to come back on the show. Yeah. And just do like a mid, maybe like a moving day special on Saturday or something when we talk about our NFL Absolutely. picks. We'll talk about the Masters too. So, um, you know, I think to to recap, like Chris said, uh, he's got a guy, uh, Ty Hatton, to outright win it. I mean, that's a bold pick. Listen, uh, Josh when somebody likes... tells you they got a guy and that guy has a pick, <laughs> <laughs> your hands are tied. Like Your hands are tied. You got to take the bet. You got to take the bet. Uh, Josh likes Bubba. He likes Finau. He likes Spieth round one. I like the ra- the random prop bets. Uh, I think it's going to br- be a really great weekend. I'm, I'm sincerely looking forward to it. I have absolutely no plans this weekend, so I'm going to set up about two or three TVs. Uh, the fiance doesn't know yet, but there will be streaming devices all over the, uh, the apartment, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a great time. We're going to be live on Instagram uh, probably Friday for the afternoon rounds, and uh, all day moving day, all day Sunday. So, like, I might do some color commentary. Who knows? I might even go live on Instagram at Sports Bet Show and just toss out live picks for the crowd. I mean, I, look, it's going to be a really awesome time. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, we see some magic. It's going to be really interesting to see what it's like without fans. Uh, like we said before, if you don't know how to watch the Masters, literally type in themasters.com and they have leaderboards updating every 10 seconds they've got streaming uh you can watch it on a mobile device they have an entire the masters app on your iphone or android device i sound like i'm a freaking telemarketer but i really just think that the masters like mikey said before just does such an amazing job marketing the event branding the event uh and allowing the patrons to really just watch it and i think uh this year They've gone, they've gone above and beyond because they know fans are not going to be there. Uh, so it'll be different, but the Masters, folks, I can't wait. Everyone's just smiling. I love it. I just love it. <laughs> it'll be awesome. All right. be, I'm uh, expecting that like supermarket vibe where you like you run into another person that looks like they kind of like golf or they're dressed in golfery attire, and you're just going to be like, hey! gonna be like you know like com- coming out from a long winter like hey man how's it going like everybody's gonna exactly. be so happy <laughs> that's gonna be awesome oh it's gonna be a great weekend any final thoughts before we wrap none too many too many we could be no. here all night yeah yeah exactly same we could good. be here all night excited all right folks Thank you for joining. This is the Sports Bet Show. As always, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a rating, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. We are at Sports Bet Show. Let's have an amazing Masters week. 
This is Tuesday. Uh, we're going to release this on Wednesday, right before the first round on Thursday. We're going to come to you live on Instagram. Uh, it's going to be great. Let's have a week. Let's have a weekend. Let's go.